I'm back. I'm back. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. How is everyone? Did you miss me? I feel like we have so much to catch up on. Welcome. Happy. Wow. What day is it? Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Let's get this mic closer to my mouth. You guys got to hear what I've got to say today. Oh, oh, good afternoon in the UK. Thank you. I was in California. California was cold. I was in Newport Beach. It was like overcast. But listen, it was in the 70s. And um, the day that I got to California, it was snowing in Minnesota. <laughs> so happy to be there. Nevertheless, and now I'm back and it's in the 40s here. 30s? Probably right now it's in the 30s because it's the morning time. I've accepted my fate. I am a Minnesotan through and through. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being here. If you're new here, my name is Lija. I'm a real-life lawyer on a mission to demystify the law and how it affects your everyday life. Um, and I do this by, like, talking about the news every morning. Um, I'm not a journalist, though, and I'm not unbiased. I'm just your lawyer friend who likes reading the news. and um, talking to you about it. Basically, I read the news so you don't have to, but you probably still should. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. Let's get into it today. Let's jump right in. Y'all, midterms are less than two weeks away. Sound the alarms. It's happening. Warm up your voting hand. Stretch it out, okay? Some people are already voting. Um, but holly buckets, my friends, please vote however you like in person, mail in, whatever you want, whatever's allowed in your state. Cause I know we're slowly eroding your rights to have options there. I like to vote day of because I find it to be a real thrill, a real thrill of civic engagement. How do you like to vote? Are you a mail in person? Are you a, are you a turn it into a box are you a uh, day of like me? Absentee? While you answer that question, oh, Dreamer Bean, thanks so much for becoming a member. While you answer that question, let me entice you with this information. Uh, Biden has vowed to make federal abortion legislation his top priority next year. Okay, but the only way that he's able to do that or that he could deliver on that promise, which knowing Biden is a 50-50 chance that he'll actually deliver, um, the only way he could deliver is if Democrats maintain their majority in the House and increase their majority in the Senate, which is exactly the point. He's dangling this carrot, this, this, this little carrot right in front of you to get you to vote. And yeah, okay, I know it's an election ploy, but like, please... Please just take it. Please do it. Please vote. Let it encourage you. Uh, I saw a TikTok yesterday. Sorry, I know you're not supposed to get your news from TikTok, but a doctor in that TikTok was laying out two cases of women who had their lives put on the line and greatly endangered because of abortion restrictions in their states. One had to carry a dead fetus inside of her for so long that it caused complications and she had to be put on a ventilator. She had miscarried. 
But because of the definition of what counts as an abortion is so broad, doctors are being extremely careful to determine whether the fetus is fully dead, no heartbeat, before helping people who have clearly miscarried. The reason for this confusion is because lawmakers in making these abortion laws are stepping on the toes of actual medical practitioners and experts in the field. Because the definition of abortion in the medical sense does not square with the definition of abortion that these laws are promulgating. This New York Times article says major medical societies and medical billing codes define abortion as any procedure that terminates a pregnancy, whether that pregnancy is wanted or unwanted, whether a woman is seeking the procedure to clean out her uterus after a miscarriage or because of a dire fetal diagnosis or to terminate a pregnancy that she had not expected. An abortion is an abortion is an abortion, according to Dr. Louise King, an actual OBGYN. However, anti-abortion lawmakers and groups disagree because... They know, they know what's going on. They are medical experts arguing that's, that it's an abortion only if the woman or her medical provider elects to end the pregnancy, elects to end the pregnancy. This generally means that terminating a pregnancy in a dire medical situation is acceptable while terminating an unwanted pregnancy is not. However, doctors don't define abortion that way. They define abortion as anything that removes the fetus in any way for any reason. And so they're freaked out about doing that in the case of a miscarriage because these definitions could then turn and be used against them in court. Sure, the law says this, but if you look at what the medical community thinks is abortion, this was technically an abortion and therefore they should be found liable. You know, like they don't know. This is all uncharted territory. They don't know the liability potential. And so they're allowing people who have miscarried, who have dead fetus tissue inside of them, which can lead to sepsis, along with many other medical problems, to just kind of languish before they can determine either requiring them to get multiple ultrasounds to confirm that the fetus is dead or making them wait until the fetus doesn't have a heartbeat anymore, even if they determined before there's no way this fetus is viable, there's no way this fetus will make it to being born. It is, this fetus is brain dead. There's nothing happening in there other than a heartbeat. Like this is not a viable pregnancy, but because there's a heartbeat, they're making people wait with dead fetus tissue inside of them, which leads to complications and death. Like people who are capable of getting pregnant are dying because of this or being put on fucking ventilators. Okay. And these can be people who really wanted the baby and they've gone through the immense trauma of then losing that baby to a miscarriage and they're being re-traumatized over and over and over again, waiting to get it removed from them as it slowly kills them. This is very real shit, my dudes, and you need to vote. I know most Democrats still fucking suck, but I don't know what to tell you. All right. This is the system that we have been dealt. So we got to vote in the people who are the least likely to actively try to kill us now. This is where we're at. So this is my plea. <laughs> For the love of God, please fucking vote. It matters. If you heard about all of the 
things happening in Los Angeles with the city council members being racist and resigning, all that. It's national news now because local politics fucking matters, even if it's boring most of the time, even if it usually doesn't make national news. It matters. It matters. So you need to vote. Welcome to America. Please. Okay? Just wanted to have that stern talk with you this morning. We're not beating around any bushes. Okay? This is real shit. This is real shit. Okay? Okay, sorry, I'm taking a taking a beat, taking a moment. Yeah, local politics is what impacts your everyday life. As much as we focus on the Constitution and the Supreme Court, and I do too, more so than local politics, it matters. Yeah, I got the titty cup this morning. Taking a moment because that was overwhelming. Okay. Moving on. New York City has a rat problem. <laughs> Shocking, right? I know. Who would have guessed? Apparently, rat sightings in New York City have gone up 71%, 71% since 2020. In two years, it's gone up 71% rat sightings, which seems statistically impossible because I have had rat sightings 100% of the times that I have been to New York City. Truly unclear how it could have gotten worse, but yikes. They're moving the time when people are allowed to take their trash to the curb from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. to, I guess, starve them out for an extra four hours. Um, during the press conference announcing the change, the sanitation commissioner, Jessica Tisch, which, imagine that job, Sanitation Commissioner of New York City. Yuck. Anyway, she said the rats are really going to hate this announcement. <laughs> and the rats don't run this city. We do. And I just rewatched Ratatouille on my plane ride back from California this weekend. And it sounds a lot like rat discrimination to me. Okay. Some of them could be tiny chefs. We don't know. You don't know. That's all I got to say about that. Let me see. Let me see your let me see your comments. <laughs> the rats are taking over New York and not just Wall Street anymore. <laughs> got him. Got him. They're getting their ingredients. Let them have it. They're making tiny gourmet dishes for themselves. Some of them could be tiny chefs. Uh, okay, in other news, Mackenzie Scott, philanthropic billionaire, ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. She gave the Girl Scouts its largest individual donation in history. 84.5 million dollars to the girl scouts why 
I was in Girl Scouts for a couple years. You have to say this pledge at the beginning of every meeting, and it starts with, on my honor, I will try to serve God and my country. Ew. And they have things like manners badges that you can earn by learning etiquette and shit. Ick. We all know we don't need the Girl Scouts to get the Girl Scouts cookies. Come on. They sell them now in the stores. Ew. Yeah, hero for taking Bezos money. But come on. Come on. I could name 10 places off the top of my head that deserve that money more than the Girl Scouts. Ish. Ugh. All right. Let's see. What else? What else we got? What else we got? Okay. Uh, we're getting heavy again. Getting back into the heavy stuff. A man was finally found guilty for the 1996 disappearance and murder of a college student, Kristen Smart, who in 1996 was a freshman at California Polytechnic State University. When one night at 2 a.m. she was intoxicated, leaving a party. A what? A frat party. Men are trash. And this guy, Paul Flores, this guy, a fellow student, insisted, insisted upon walking her back to her dorm. And she was never seen again. He was a person of interest at the time, back in 1996 when this happened. Cadaver dogs were sent to his dorm room. But I'm really kind of unclear as to why it took 25 years for him to become the prime suspect and for them to search the home of his father, Ruben Flores, for the remains. They searched it 25 years later and found what appeared to be an area where her body could have been put underneath his dad's deck. But it's been 25 years, okay? So, like, there weren't remains. But the cadaver dogs did signal in that area. I don't know. This article didn't go into it. I didn't have time to like really dig deeply, but I thought it was odd that it took 25 fucking years when he was the last man seen with her and his, her body was buried under the deck of his father. Why, why did it take them so long to search his father's house when he was a 19 year old college student? So of course running home to daddy would be like a logical thing to have done. Make it make sense. All right. I got nothing more. I got nothing more to add to that. I just thought it was weird. But, you know, glad that her family has gotten a little bit of closure 25 years later. Ooh, okay. Apparently, not in my backyard podcast, you'll learn all about why it took so long. A lot of BS. Wait, bullshit in our criminal investigation in this country? What? Police misconduct? What? No. 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 It couldn't be. All right, keeping it keeping it on the heavy. Keeping it on the the heavy side. Uh yeah, Danny Masterson. You know him. 
he was in that 70s show. He was, unfortunately, my favorite character in that 70s show. Can't ever have favorites. They'll always disappoint you. All right. His sexual assault trial has begun in Los Angeles. Three women are accusing him of the big old R word, plus drugging them. Did y'all know he was into Scientology? I didn't, but it's not surprising because celebrities are fucking weird. I got to do a whole separate video on Scientology because I don't know anything about it, but it seems bad and weird and like it would probably make good content. Anyway, apparently, allegedly, according to this article, which I don't know to be fact, and none of this is anything I'm making a statement about. I'm just relaying alleged information, okay, from this HuffPost article, Scientology. I know you're a litigious bunch, okay? Anyway, according to this article, two of his alleged victims allege that they reported the essay to the Church of Scientology, and they were allegedly told that it was not the big R word, and that reporting it to authorities or telling others would end with them, the alleged victims, being ostracized by their closest friends and family members. Have y'all ever seen Midsummer? I saw that recently. Anyway, definitely not related. I'm definitely not drawing a parallel here. Anyway, unfortunately, the court has ruled that Masterson's affiliation with Scientology won't be allowed to come into the trial, even though the witness list is dominated by members of the L.A. Scientology community, including Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis, who apparently used to be a member of the church and as a friend of one of the alleged victims. But also the church's alleged response to the alleged victims when they came forward would explain why they waited so long to come forward. And of course, the defense's strategy, as is usually the case with these things, is to discredit the alleged victims by pointing to inconsistencies in their stories, even though it's consistent with traumatic response to not have clear memories of what happened or to act in ways that from a distance and with hindsight seem to be illogical, but are actually survival responses from someone in a deep state of fight, flight, or freeze. Reminder that freeze is a legitimate trauma response and can look like, for example, staying in the situation, not saying no, pretending everything is fine, things that women are taught to do from a young age. These trials, these trials piss me off. Anyway, he could face up to 45 years in prison if convicted. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, they pay off the police and have tons of Scientologists from the police force. Allegedly. I'm not getting sued for defamation here, okay? Okay. Okay. My gosh. The May Queen for this. No, I did not enjoy Midsummer. <laughs> it was too much for me. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Pursuing charges against your alleged 
rapist, especially while in an, an alleged cult. <laughs> Seems fucking awful. It's awful no matter what, but especially in this scenario, I cannot imagine if the institution that you had faith in, that you found community in, then turned around and said, allegedly, this wasn't what you think it was. This wasn't the R word. You're making that up. But if you tell anyone, you will be ostracized from this community. So I think, okay, I think it's arguably a cult, but I don't want to argue that in court. <laughs> Uninterested. All right. <clears throat> My last, my last story for y'all. Yeah, we're, we're, it's not very long today. I got one more for you. Inflation. Hey, but it's, a, we're lightening the mood a little bit. We're brightening up the mood. Okay. We're ending on a high note. The IRS has made some adjustments to the tax brackets to account for inflation, which could mean that you'll actually have to pay less in taxes from your paychecks next year, unless you get some sort of ridiculous raise, which given this economy is unlikely. Yay, inflation. That's it. That's the show, guys. That's all I had for you. Uh, I don't have anything for Consumption Corner because I've been gone. I went to California this weekend. If you hadn't heard, didn't catch that. Uh, I was in the OC, Newport Beach. I had never been to California at all. I really didn't know what to expect. Um, and I don't understand the geography of Los Angeles, it makes no sense to me. How is everything so far away from everything else? And so I thought Newport Beach would just be like a suburb of LA, which it probably technically could be, but like, it's such a quaint, like beach town. I was very charmed. I, it was unexpected. We were right on the water, right by the water on the peninsula, the Balboa Peninsula. I walked all the way up and down it three miles there and three miles back. I went on a nice six-mile walk along the beach. Ah, I love the beach. I forgot how much I love the beach. <sighs> Let's see. Student debt relief. Um, I mean, don't you just have to go to the website? I'm a, I'll Google that for you. There's an application you have to fill out if you haven't gotten that email. Look for it. Sign up for it. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Looking for student debt relief. Fill out the application. Have you done it yet? Have you done it? Here's here's the link. I'm putting it in the, the chat. Sorry, it looks really bad. I hope that it works, but it takes it takes literally, you literally put in your name and your social security number. Let me make sure this is the one I filled out. So I'm, yeah. All right. Provides eligible ba bachelors, <laughs> borrowers <laughs> with, uh, let's see, up to $20,000 in a discharge of their loans. Discharge. And $10,000 for non-Pell Grant recipients. You qualify if you made a less than $125,000 in 2021 or 2020, or if you're a family that made less than two fifty. dollars Apply today, but no later, no later than December 31st, 2023. Is that a typo? I think that's a typo. I think they mean 2022, right? 
maybe, I don't know. We'll determine your eligibility and contact you. If we need more information, your loan servicer will notify you when your relief has been processed. It's happening. It's happening. So you just put in name, last name, social security number, date of birth, phone number, email, email. Make sure you are actually qualified. Type in your name, certify under oath, and submit. It's super fast. It's super fast, my guys. It does apply to grad loans. Not the 20000 The 10000 applies to grad loans. I don't know about the 20000 because that's a question I have as well. I was a Pell Grant recipient because I was pure growing up. But most of my debt is grad debt. So I don't know if they're going to apply. Like I have less than $10,000 of undergrad debt, but much more than $10,000 of law school debt. So I don't know if they're going to apply the $20,000. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. You should have done a meetup in Newport. Here's my thing with meetups. It makes me very nervous to tell literally tens of thousands of people on the internet where I'm going to physically be at a specific date and a specific time. You know what I mean? That kind of freaks me out. I love the idea of a meetup. I think it would be fun. It just makes me a little nervous because people are creeps. Not you guys. We're all friends here. But uh freaks me out a little bit. Like I never post Instagram stories when I like tag a location. I'm not actually in that location. I'm posting after the fact, after I've gotten home. <sighs> Let's see. Yeah, did it under a minute. Truly a very easy process. Only applies to grad plus loans. Yeah, and I don't really know what that is. Oh, you did it in the beta period and you got an email? I did it in the beta period as well. What was your email about? Like that you got it forgiven? Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, that could be doing like a Patreon only meetup. That could be fun. Parent plus loans. I definitely didn't do that. Well, we'll see. Listen, I'll take the 10K. Whatever. Whatever, man. I'll take whatever you want to give me. Okay, they don't submit it to the loan provider until November 14th. Well, uh, wh why open it? Okay, it's fine. It's because so many people are going to apply. I know. Just confirm they received it. All right, that's good. Great. Well, there's your answer. Go do it. Do the thing. It it applies to some of your loans, but maybe not all of them, and it's unclear which. <laughs> the U.S. federal government being unclear? What? Also, watch out for scams. I got a call. I got a call yesterday or the day before. I think yesterday. From Diamond Bar, California. From someone with names with student advisor, just giving you a call in regards to your school loans. I do have you pre-qualified here for the updated forgiveness program and possibly even loan discharge. 
it's just imperative that we go over the details as soon as possible because it does look like your status will expire soon, but I'll go ahead and keep this in pending status for you now. So I do hope to hear from you soon. This is a scam, friends, ch children, let's learn what a scam is. If you're getting a phone call from the from someone claiming to be related to federal student aid, no, you're not. Trust that the federal government does not have the resources to have individual actual humans calling you and leaving voicemails telling you that they urgently need to talk to you about your student loan forgiveness. That is a scam. Okay. Yeah, my call came one day after the application went up. So people people be out here trying to take your coins, trying to get that social security number. Don't do it. Yeah, just don't answer your I would say as a general rule, just don't answer your phone ever. <laughs> it is the year of our Lord 2022. Anything that needs to be communicated can be done via text or email. There is no need for phone calls. Unless you are my close, close friend, I don't want to hear your voice breathing in my ear. No, no. No, no. I don't want it. Don't click on any links in those emails. Unless you can confirm, like this says, studentaid.gov.gov. You can't get that .gov unless you are actually of the government, okay? So if it says .org or .net or .com or .anything else, don't click on it. Oh my gosh. I no longer answer my phone due to spam calls. Brilliant. Brilliant. Fuck, should I do that? That is a really great idea. I might do that. I don't. One time I read this thing and it was kind of a viral tweet or something that went out. So you probably also saw it. But it was like, I just got an out of office reply from someone that said like, I only respond, like, it may take me two to three days to respond to email because I do not function well under the expectations that society has around email etiquette, and so I will not be complying. And that is, that's a fucking boss move, and I have yet to have the courage to do it, but I want to. Because the, the secret, the secret to success in business, my friends... <laughs> Set the expectations for how available you are very low, very low. If you respond immediately, people are going to start expecting that you're going to respond immediately. Okay. If you don't, then people will just say, oh, she just doesn't respond immediately. And they'll just expect that from you. Don't make yourself too available. People will take advantage of it. Okay. Your time is precious. Hold on to it and do not give it away for capitalism. This has become my socialist TED Talk warning. Okay. All right. That's all I got. It's 9 a.m. I got a meeting to go to. We got work to do. It's Wednesday, unfortunately. I would rather nap, but unfortunately, I have decided to be a lawyer. And so I have professional responsibilities to show up and zealously represent my clients. And so I must do so even when I want to nap. Okay? Thanks for being here. Don't forget to hit that 
thumbs up button before you leave because it really is quite, quite helpful for the algorithm. If you have the money to spare, you can support this channel through chats, super stickers, buying merch, becoming a member on YouTube, or joining my Patreon community. Links are all below, and I appreciate you. Even if you're just here hitting that thumbs up button, you matter to me. All right, Wednesday. Enjoy. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., live stream. Be here. And I hope you have a great day. All right, thanks so much.